worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Riverfront. This is episode number 467 of the World's Most Dangerous Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. This is the show, of course, where we talk about the Cincinnati Reds and occasionally uh, Jumbo Diaz. Uh, Joining me tonight, I'm Chad Dotson. I may have said that. I don't know. I'm already confused about what we're talking about. With me this week, welcome back to the show, Chris Garber. Howdy. Howdy, indeed. It's spring training time. Are you just, I can tell, by I don't know what it is. There's something about, so I'm looking at you on the screen here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can look at Chris. There's something about you that makes me feel like you're really optimistic right now, really excited about the spring ball. I am I am self-proclaimed Mr. Positive tonight. We will see it. how long that name lasts, but uh, we're 60 seconds into the podcast and so far so good. So far so good. All right, so uh, before we go much further, um, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe button, listen to the audio version, subscribe, follow, whatever. Let's get uh, let's get through that. Um, Chris, now the first spring training game is this weekend, Saturday. In fact, the, Can't Reds, wait. Will have, <laughs> the Reds will have Brendan Williamson on the mound. Brendan Williamson. Now I am, you know, we're we're not going to fake positivity here, but. Um, Brandon Williamson is, is one that I'm actually interested to see, not necessarily what he does this spring, because what happens in the spring, we, we've said this every year for all 19 seasons of this uh, podcast, people make too much out of spring training, but uh, you know, Williamson's one of the guys I'm watching. I, if, if he takes a step forward, he can help the team this year, I think. Right. Sure. I'm positive of it. <laughs> so excellent. Um, so that's, that's your news of the week. Brandon Williamson, Brandon, don't call me Scott Williamson. I think is what we're going to call him. Um, Don't call him Brandon Clawson either. Ooh, Brandon Clawson, the immortal Brandon Clawson. Yeah, please don't call him Brandon Clawson. Much rather we be Scott Williamson, frankly. Um, so let's just run quickly through what uh, there are, is other news this week. The first is this one. And I, I fear this becoming a running theme, and I don't intend it this way, of kind of gently mocking the spring training coverage because it's exactly the same stories you get every single year. And that's not the fault of, you know, Bobby Nightingale and, and uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie, uh, they're perfectly fine. They're doing a good job. They work hard. You know, they write the typical beat writer stories. You get it. But um, the one we had this week, which I thought I was really excited about was uh, a piece in the uh, Inquirer where Ellie De La Cruz has one goal in his first uh, spring training camp with the Reds. Chris, can you guess what Ellie De La Cruz's one goal is in his first spring training with the big league? The eat the world's biggest hoagie? No, but you know, now that would be news. That would be that would be something I want to read. Uh, he wants to make the team. Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah. Do I didn't read the article, but do we know? On a scale of one to twenty-one years, 
is this the best shape he's been in in his life or <laughs> like seventh best? I, I'll be honest. I don't know that they've dug that deep into it yet. That's probably a second or third week of spring training uh, uh, story. I guess we're here. We are in the second or third week. Um, so uh, he's he's in really good shape. I haven't actually seen where anyone's in the best shape of their life, although I have seen that uh, Nixon Zell and uh, Jose Barrero have made swing changes. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> I like to see when guys make swing changes. Uh, wasn't it Jonathan India who, uh, in the same article, like claimed both last year and this year being in the best shape of his life, but last year he was so jacked, and now he's decided that was wrong. Now, while it was the best shape of his life, now he's a little bit lighter and leaner, and that will also be a different kind of, but still the best shape of his life. He really, he, he did say that, and uh, that's basically the way he put it. I was, I was too jacked last year. I was in too, too much of the best shape of my life. So now I'm in the better best shape of my life. Uh, is it possible? That, how is it possible to have two straight years of the best shape of your life when you're at his age? I mean, I guess he literally probably is in the best shape of his life, you would think, at that age. But you think a professional um, athlete, 25, 26 years old, it's probably true. I mean, it's a lot more true than it is when I say it. Yeah. And we mock that because every year there is a story in uh, every paper, every team around the country, I'm sure. So and so is in the best shape of his life. Um, disappointed we're not getting a chance to have the, since they cut bait on, not getting a chance to see the, uh, the Mike Moustakas. Best shape of his life. I'm a little disappointed in that. Yeah, I, I think he, I mean, he was last year, I guess you'd say oval. <laughs> That's a shape. He's moving towards like pure sphere. sphere. <laughs> I wish him the best of luck. I, you know, um, I don't wish any ill will on him. I hope that, um, I just hope there's a golden corral near wherever he lives. He said, no, that's going to say, may the buffets always be open. <laughs> oh, that is horrible. That's really unkind. And I'm really uh, embarrassed. You know, no, I, I mean, look, it is kind of unkind, but the dude was taking like, what, $18 million? And literally, and was, you know, as they say, had one job. And it, it was noticeable. That he, you know, he, he kept it's trending in the wrong direction constantly, and he he couldn't be on the field, right? You know, I mean, he missed twenty three games with gout, I believe. <laughs> I think but, I think that was the. We'll have to check on that. But oh boy, are we really doing this? Are we really? I'm uh, sorry, you got me into this. <laughs> it's always Mustakas with you. Every time we talk, you all you want to do is talk Mustakas. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, back to him. Did you see? He has a uniform net number now, number forty four. Uniform number 44. No no pressure, kid. I mean, has there been a bad number 44 on the Reds? Never. Never. But do you know who the first 44 was for the Reds? A little trivia time for you. Harry Kraft, 1938. Harry Kraft. The second one. Center fielder? Center fielder, yes. Yes. Um, Yule Blackwell for it one season. That dude should have been number one or 11. <laughs> if you've never seen the whip, you'll black. Well, uh, exactly. So, of course, you you, you were uh, you were sort of making a joke. Has there ever been a bad player? But there really hasn't ever been a bad player with number 44. Uh, Incredibly. Aristides Aquino. Fun. Uh, you, like, it, it's right up there. And, like, absolutely more favorite players of mine have worn 44 than any other number on the Reds. Right. 
Eric Davis, obviously, you're talking about. Or were you talking about John Roper? Check Eric Davis. Eric Davis. Eric, um, John Roper once gave my my grandpa a, an autograph at the mall. <laughs> That's interesting because my grandmother once gave John Roper an autograph. It was, it was the weirdest thing. I don't know why how, how that happened, but same mall. <laughs> same mall. It was just it was bizarre. That's it. A, a John Roper anecdote. I didn't didn't see that one coming. Um, Adam Dunn, obviously, right? Number 44. Mike Cameron. I liked Mike Cameron. Big Mike Cameron guy. Um, Some days I, I like to think about the alternate universe where where Mike Cameron stayed with the Reds and, and Ken Griffey Jr. stayed with the Mariners. wonder how that would have played out. I don't either, but that's an interesting alternate universe. I think that's going to be the next uh, Doctor Strange and the multi the outfield of madness. <laughs> multiverse. Yeah. Well, it gives the you know interestingly it gives the twenty twenty three Reds uh, what three and a half million dollars more to play with. That's true because they're still paying Junior Griffey. Uh, any more memorable number forty fours you wanna you wanna mention? Mm, Mike Leak. Mike Leak. Best shoplifter in Reds history. Um, let's see. Uh, there's one more. Oh, Charlie Liebrandt. Had to had to go with Charlie oh. Liebrandt, number forty four. So fine player. Yeah, we've just spent a while talking. Future about Royal. Numbers. Exactly. Um, what other news this week? Graham Ashcraft. You've heard of that guy. It's about the extent of it. Yeah, he uh, he was throwing his first in the first full squad workout. He was throwing live batting practice, and he takes one um, off the uh, off the foot. Somebody hit a comebacker. It was Jake Fraley. No, it wasn't. It was T.J. Friedel. Sorry, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good at reading. Could you truly tell the difference between those two guys if they were both knocking on your door right now? Uh, no, I, I could. Friedel's got longer hair, I think. But actually, and now I that I say that, he had long hair too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are we sure they're different? That they're different players. I mean, if you see them to, at the same time, yeah, I guess you'll figure it out. But if only one of them was knocking at the door, yeah, like Uber you might Eats know it was one of the two. Yeah. So, uh, Ashcraft's okay, I guess. Um, Toes okay. He's toes okay. Uh, now, Chris, I gotta, I gotta warn you. I, I do again. If you're looking on uh, YouTube, you can probably tell. I think you're seated, right? You're not standing. I'm braced. Okay, I want to make sure you're ready for this news. Okay. Nick Sinzel is going to miss a, a few Reds uh, spring training games. Why, why does he have like a, a visa problem or or a <laughs> court hearing or something somewhere? Yes, he could not get back from. Uh, I don't know, um, Aruba. I don't know. Well, what would cause Nick Senzel to miss games? Well, it turns out he's uh, he's not feeling very well. Um, oh, does he have so, COVID again? Yeah, he does for the eighth time. <laughs> uh, no, he has surgery in the offseason, and he's not yet ready. Joey Votto is also not ready, but that's not as uh, you know funny to say because poor Nick Senzel, bless his heart, he just – Joey Votto is really cool. <laughs> Nick Senzel is the – is the um, Nick Massett of Sean Marshall's. I don't even know what that means, but uh, it seemed like something that our buddy Wick uh, Terrell from Red Reporter would say. So oh, the guy's man. perpetually, you know, he's almost back. I hate it, but um, Votto, you know, he's looks pretty close. So um, uh, the other bad news is Matt Reynolds is um, still with the Reds. Uh, he's is also he really? good. I thought they released that guy like three times. Dude, they hand out minor league deals with invitations to spring training like they're candy. I don't, I don't get it. Like all that, all that stuff does is irritate any any fan who's like not chugging Kool Aid by the gallon. Right. Like 
I guess you need warm bodies in there to like so somebody like the real players have somebody to play catch with. But like just I saw Ozzy Smith put him up against a brick wall. They can throw the ball off the wall. <laughs> you you don't need a John Phillips Souza, whoever the other guy they signed today. Hey, slow your roll, Chief. To slow your roll. Play catch with them. That's Bennett Souza, first of all. And we will hear no uh slander on Bennett Souza's name, former member of the University of Virginia Cavaliers. Left-handed pitcher taking off waivers from the Chicago White Sox. And to make room for him on the 40-man roster, the Reds moved Vladimir Gutierrez to the 60-day injured list from that Tommy John surgery. Uh, wahoo wah. No, you know, I, I wish someone – I'm not going to do it. Because, oh, I may do it. I'm just insane enough to do it. But I want to see the uh, the numbers on which team has signed the most minor league guys with invitations to spring training and how many more the Reds have done than, than anyone else. And, and, and I, honestly, and maybe it's just the fact that, like – they're, I mean, they put like a Facebook post and a tweet out with like a headshot and a like welcome to the Reds, like you know Larry Dallas or whatever. And you're like, I don't, I think I the names match something, but I don't know who this guy is. Didn't wasn't he on the Reds in 2017? Yes. And like, yes. And next thing you know, they're wishing him a happy birthday. I'm like just <laughs> like. <laughs> Get, get uh, into a game before we go through this process. Yeah, I mean, sign 45 of those guys if you want. The three that make it to the team will celebrate their birthday. <laughs> Let's have a tweet. Let's have an Instagram post about those guys because they'll be around for six months and playing far too often probably. But um, so I, I, if, if you're like a, a checked out fan like me, I can't tell the difference. Like, they got all these guys coming in who just, like, sound like guys. I'm like, I don't know a Jake Fraley from a TJ Friedel, from a Bennett Souza, from a Philip Gosselin. But but let's – again. That's, that's my – that's on me. Okay, it's on me. No. Well, first of all, it's two UVA guys you just slandered. I know. Um, Philip Gosselin and Bennett Souza. But, no, why would you need to know any of them? I mean, literally, even if you're a hardcore Reds fan, even if you're really, you know – hugging prospects all day, every day. You don't, these guys are going to be gone in three months or six months or eight months. They, none of these guys will be on the next good Reds team. They're a roster filler. And so good. I hope they do well. I, you know, I wish them all the best, but they're going to be future obscure former Reds. And we're going to be laughing about them in five years because we don't remember them and we should not remember them. So yeah. The question is whether they just get cut or they bring back a mini hall. <laughs> exactly. Need some mini halls. So you're basically saying these are mannequins whose purpose is to wear the uniform that we're cheering for. Yeah. They have to have a certain number of bodies wearing those uniforms. And so, you know, you got to sign some guys. If you're not going to sign real players, you have to have, you know, semi sort of players, I guess. Um, Justin Dunn, more injury news. Shoulder, shoulder problems, discomfort in his shoulder. And it occurred just before he arrived in spring training and then again in his first bullpen session. So um, he may be out for the entirety of spring training. Not good. He's um, had the problem late last year and because it's been a continual problem, 18 months of continuous shoulder problems, but no surgery yet. Well, let's just wait and see. It may work. You know, that's tough because um, he's a pitcher, right? He is, yes. They they use that shoulder. It's, you kind of need that shoulder, yeah. And uh, 
he's a pitcher that had a sh- I mean, if he's ever going to get a real shot, this was this would be his time. There's there team spots. for it. Yeah. Did you know his uh, was he a hall? Was he part of a hall? He was part of a hall. Yeah. He was. Uh, he, oh, he was the the uh, the uh, Jesse Winker, Gino yeah, Suarez Hall. Yeah. Um, Along with Brandon Williamson and Jake Fraley. So this is really the uh, the, the Seattle Trade Podcast. It's the Hall of Fame, is what we're calling those guys. The Inner Circle Hall of Fame. Uh, do you know anything about Justin Dunn's family? Uh, I doubt that it's Adam Dunn. <laughs> it is not, but his younger brother Ryan plays for the University of Virginia Cavaliers basketball team. Oh, good for them. Ranked number six until the next poll comes out because they got destroyed by Boston College. Um, hey, guess where Justin Dunn went to college? Where did Justin Dunn go to college? Boston College. Did he really? Yeah. Man, it's come awkward night last night. When Dunn family was. text. <laughs> I'd like to see what Justin texted to his brother after that one. Um, see, is there any fly, other? Why eagle fly? <laughs> uh, it, even players that play for uh boston college they really care whether they win or lose i mean i'm not sure that I i've never so. met a boston college fan doug flutie. doug flutie yeah doug flutie was cheering for uva oh gosh there's got to be some other news oh here's the news this is the, really the news i wanted to get your your opinion on uh the res re-signed a stalwart from the uh, bullpen last year hunter strickland welcome back hunter strickland man this is exciting this is exactly what I was talking about. Like, why are they – I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know why they're bragging about it. And it feels like they're rubbing our nose in it. He was – He's he like was, 39 years old. There's another move this week, right? The other move that was just the same move, basically. Uh, uh, guy, slow down, man. We've got to analyze these in turn. All right, all right. Hunter yeah. Strickland was genuinely – if you look at – any number. I don't care. The advanced analytics, whatever. Hunter Strickland was just not good last year. But did you see the praise he got from uh, a couple of beat writers that shall remain nameless? And, and maybe from David Bell. I don't know. But he was available 162 games. He's a guy that was available every night. That was the. I, that, I think that's what uh, David Bell said, actually. He's a guy yeah, that was that's available that's to me every night. That's Delightful. Delightful. <laughs> I mean, oh. yeah. I mean, he was up there. He was back up there with like some of your all-time like biggest disaster Reds, like Jason Marquis level disaster Reds. We got Jason Marquis. Uh, the other guy you're talking about, of course, is um, just a, another wonderful, wonderful pitcher. Six point three eight ERA last year for the Reds. That, that was immediately after a, a season with Philadelphia, where he had a six point seven five ERA, which followed a season with Toronto, where he had a seven point two two ERA. Chase Anderson, welcome back. Chase Anderson, thirty five years old. I mean, you know, I mean, what more? What more do you want out of a guy? It, it's like they don't seasons. have a scouting department, and in fact, the only phone numbers they have are last year's team. I think, well, you know, we're, who, who can we get in here? Scroll down uh, my contact can, list. Can we get Kurt Casale? Is he, is he still here? I mean, maybe the old man's doing this. Well, maybe. Like he started, like his memory got a little shady, and he's like, well, get where's Casale? Brett Boone? Where's Brett Boone? Brett Boone. Oh, we, we only have three uh, catchers on the roster now. Is Eddie Tobbins, he's still available? What happened to that guy? Yeah, let's get him there. Where's, where's Where's uh, you know, whatever the guy's name that Johnny Cueto kicked? 
LaRue. <laughs> yeah, Jason LaRue. Oh, and we're and, and, and we're laughing because it's the the reason why they're doing this is because they're not trying to actually get major players on this year's team. Now, some people are gonna I don't know, whatever. I, enjoy the Reds however you want to enjoy the Reds, but it's they're clearly not trying to get actual major league talent. They're trying to get assemble enough minor league talent so that maybe a few of them will perform cromulently and you can put together a team that will only lose, you know, 95 games or something. And, uh, and, and, and look at our shiny prospects, which I'm happy to do. I'm excited about a lot of these young guys. I'm excited to see what some of these young kids do, but uh, that was essentially, that's what, that's yeah. what they're doing. They have no, I mean, it's, hard. This time of years, it's, it's fun because you look out there and you say, who will be the next Jose Barrero? What do you mean by that? I'm not sure I like where that's going. Well, like, uh, you know, a really exciting, talented, highly touted and rated uh, shortstop with all the tools, highly rated, and they just need a chance to get out there and show what they can do. <laughs> and the good news is the Reds got like five guys lined up to keep repeating that. There you go. And if one of them pans out, then that'll be proof that uh, system works. works. The system trust the process. Trust the process. You know, someone was. Uh, did you see that? Where uh, Rob Manfred said, uh, "We have to con- uh, convene a, 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 you know, gold star commission because the economic system is is the the Mets and Padres are spending too much, and so we have these teams tanking now." We, we just have to do something about this. It's a, it's yeah, a they, red alert. They, didn't, they didn't set up any kind of commission to stop teams from tanking they're fine with that but boy as soon as somebody starts spending money people get real uncomfortable the narrative gets blown up and it's fact finding and blue ribbons and special rules and commissions and what a load especially when it's a small market like san diego small market owners can't small market that i mean most of those people by the time the season starts they realize they don't have any chance at all they don't have any chance to compete I saw that on a PowerPoint presentation somewhere. I'm not sure where. I should make that my background. There's <laughs> a way to get that screenshot. Yeah, really. Put it on a T-shirt that. and wear it down to the ballpark. <laughs> oh, mercy. Mercy. That's what we say around my parts. Mercy. Um, <laughs> there's a, There was something else I wanted to discuss, and now I can't think what it was. We have some viewer mail questions, but before we do that, how about the topic of the week? A little bit of a, a different topic this week. You know, the last couple of weeks on the show – I've opened up a packs of old baseball cards. And it's old, we've tired, got, tired act. It's a tired act, but I got to tell you, we got really good feedback. And so, Chris, I thought you and I might uh, open a couple packs here real quick and, and comment on whatever players we uh, see in between. Now, uh, here's here's the pack I'm going to open, and then you can show which one you've chosen to open. Right. I have a pack of uh, 1989 Fleer baseball cards, notable for the Billy Ripken error card. Error. Google if you want, don't uh, Google it with your ch- kids in the in the room. NSFW. I have a pack of full sized 1987 Tops leader cards. These are full size cards. My hand is just enormous. <laughs> your hand is really enormous. I don't, is, is that an optical illusion? How did you do that? These are so, many cards. Outstanding. This right. is the best top set of all time. The 1987 wood grain. Oh man. Uh, literally my favorite baseball card set of all time, 87 tops. You know, that, that Larkin card from that uh, is pro- maybe my favorite card of all time. 
So uh, hopefully you get some good ones. Um, they don't do enough of that anymore. Like the guys just like posing randomly. Right. Right. Like taking a drink of water or <laughs> yeah. tying oh, their shoe. Yeah, they have like, that. card guy tying his shoe. Uh, cards from they don't make them like they used to, but All right, anyway, first. here I'll go ahead and go first because I have a, a logo okay. sticker of the New York Metropolitans. And you Ooh, say, put that in your sticker book. Exactly. That's a that's a again. If you're not watching on YouTube, sorry, but this is the 1989 uh, Mets logo, the baseball with the city skyline behind it. That's a solid logo. You got to concede. That is a good logo. I'm a fan yeah. of it. I endorse it. All right, who you got? Who's your first? All one? right, so this set is. Oh my goodness. Uh oh. What do we have? Number. Sorry for done this joke, but I can win a trip for four to spring training, 1988. <laughs> Great Scott. My daughter's like, can we fill it out? I'm like, how do you think that's going to work? All right, <laughs> so these cards, the mail, these cards are leaders. So you're, you're only going to get the elite of the, the major leagues, 1987. Outstanding. Von Hayes. Oh, the immortal Von Hayes. Ma Von Hayes ranked first in doubles in the National League in 1986. Everyone listening knew that. I had a buddy who was a big Phillies fan for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and he had a Von Hayes poster in his bedroom. He also had a waterbed. I, I don't know if they're related. <laughs> it's a true story. Ron Hayes also tied for the league lead in runs. Tied for the league lead in runs. Right, here's, here's my first actual card. Future wor World Series hero, Sid Bream. Sid Bream. Too soon. Bream. With the Pirates, uh, sweet mustache. I mean, you got you to concede. That's a really solid mustache. We don't need it a mustache solid. game. Sid well Bream anymore. is a solid uh, card. Absolutely. All right, next one. Here, I'll give you my uh, next one. Go ahead. I've only got seven. Oh, okay. Well, then let me go ahead then. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we got this guy one of the last two weeks. Minnesota Twins catcher Tim Laudner. Tim you remember Laudner. Tim Laudner? He looks like he they, he was about two seconds away from being ready for that picture. <laughs> yeah, he's almost there. He's almost ready. Uh, <laughs> Tim Laudner. What? This is ridiculous, Chad. Because look who I have in my second card out of the deck. <laughs> Another Vaughn Hayes. I told. I guess he did, he did lead the league in two categories. I've got a sneaking suspicion that these packs were opened, <laughs> looted, and resealed. Well, here's here's my counter argument to there. If someone looted that pack, would they have left two Vaughn Hayes cards? <laughs> I think they would have taken those. Well, they might have. They might have. Did you collect a lot of cards when you were younger? I did. I did. I had a, you know, they tons and tons. They sold them at the, uh, the, the youth field, the concession oh, sure. stand. Yeah. And, you know, they had the deal there where you'd get a free drink after the game. And usually some parent would pony up 25 or 50 cents per kid for you to buy some Sweet. Swedish fish or something. And <laughs> I'd always go bad. to the cards. Well, so when you got your card, how disappointed were you when you got a checklist card? What a waste of a card, a checklist. Like I just got in this uh, pack. Did you, did you get a checklist? I got a checklist. I got seven <laughs> cards. Two are from Yvonne Hayes, and one is checklist. Number oh. one through 77. I'm just going to – oh, that's the whole set. There's only 77 in this set. And I want to tell you some of the, the top 77 players in baseball included Bob Horner. Of course. Don Assey. Yes. <laughs> the kids love mispronouncing his name. We really love saying Don Ase. 
Dave Kingman. Dave Kingman. Lots of home runs, lots of strikeouts. Yeah, Kingman would have yeah. thrived in today's uh, today's game. And speaking of, all right. So anyway, those are some of the highlights. <laughs> well, how about this guy, Gary Reedus with the Pirates, but former Red Gary Reedus. Uh, former Red, and uh, I believe holder of like a post World War II batting average record in professional baseball. Right. Oh, I think you're right. Let's see if that's on here. If they have his minor league numbers. Um, he hit like 464 or something at uh, 462 in Tampa. 1980. Yeah. No, Gary that was his, that was his at bats. Oh, I think it was in Billings. 462 in Billings in 70, uh, 78. Yes. I'm yeah, good at reading. He can still hit and he's still like around the game. I don't know if he's coaching high school or, or like giving lessons or something like that, but you can, I My think Gary. he's got a, I think he's got a son who's a basketball coach. Oh, really? Hmm? Kenny, Kenny Reedus. I think Gary Reedus Jr. Oh, okay. My story about Gary Reedus that some some of you, if you've been here a while, have heard is that uh, my first game I ever went to at Riverfront Stadium, Gary Reedus stole home. Stole home. Pretty exciting. I remember this guy. Who you got? I remember, I remember thinking this guy was pretty good. Jim Presley, Mariners wow, third base. Wow, yes. Third base. Yeah. Chris Berman had given a nickname. That's a, he, that's. I don't remember that, but that's a, that's the Hound Dog. I'm going to say that's a, yeah, easy one, easy one. Jim Presley. Oh, here's a guy I hated. Here's a guy I hated. Cardinals outfielder Vince Coleman. Reds outfielder Vince Coleman. That's true. That's true. Hey, did you get any more Von Hayes cards? <laughs> I pull out of Von Hayes. <laughs> I have a, a, this. Now, this would have been a big treat as a, as a 1987 baseball fan. Number two in ALRBI. Ooh. Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco. I would tell you about my uh, my cousin who uh, he he used to he didn't like baseball at all, but whenever the, we'd all go get baseball cards, sometimes he'd grab a pack too, you know. And because he and we'd always laugh because every time he'd talk about the Mariners or the <laughs> Paters, he liked the Paters, and he wasn't he wasn't real bright, um, but uh, he liked that guy, Joe Cansico, <laughs> loved loved Joe Cansico. These are true stories. This is a little well, slice you know, of life in Southwest Virginia. Yeah. You know, I, I, I read somewhere the other day, they're like, don't make fun of the people who mispronounce things because they learned it from a book. And I think about yeah. uh, about what I thought uh, the character Hermione from Harry Potter was for the <laughs> yeah. first like two books of those. <laughs> I was 26 years old or something. I can't. Yeah. Thank God they've been a movie. Uh, that, yeah, really. That reminds me that, uh, you know, uh, when my kids were, were, were little, we every night I'd read a chapter from those. We read through the books with them. You know, I'd read a chapter to them. And um, uh, my <laughs> my daughter used to get so upset with me, so upset, because every time the first time in every chapter that Hermione came up, I would call her Hermione. And my daughter got so upset every night. I mean, she would stew about it and couldn't listen to the rest of the chapter. And I kept doing it. This is how good a father I was. I thought that was it. I also, until I was probably 15, I'd only met people whose name's Sean, who spelled it S-H-A-W-N. Yeah. So I'm reading these books about Sean's, and I'm like, it's a scene. Scene? Scene, (laughs) okay. Just roll with it. (laughs) My middle name is Sean. Did you know that? No, I did not. Is that true? It is true. It's not a scene. or (laughs) Sean? Neither. S-H-O-N. Ooh. S-H-O-N, yeah. Nice. We have um, one of those in my town. Really? 
Mm-hmm. We have two. We have two in my town. Me and and my son. Um, Marty Barrett, Red Sox second baseman. Oh. Marty Barrett, big fan, big fan. Yeah, he was pretty good. Turn I don't know if he was or wasn't, but I liked him. I agree. Look, they turned the double play. Frank, Frank White, White sliding in. Yeah, Frank White sliding into second. Frank White, solid, solid player. Very solid. He's looking at Hal McCray. Oh yeah, really? Hal McCray would have taken him out. I have the uh, National League saves leader. Oh, let me see. What, no, John Franco. Todd Worrell. Todd Worrell. Yeah, of the Cardinals. Number one games finished and saves. I'm guessing he wasn't number one in games finished. No, he was number one in games finished, number three in games played. No, there's no way. I guarantee you that the Reds had 15 guys that finished more games than him. Well, that's a fair point. Fair point. Dave Parker. None of them were pitchers, but. True, true. Now, this guy is is number four in the American League in uh, home runs. And they don't put this on the card, but he's number one in strikeouts. Number four in the American League. That's got to be Dave Kingman. Close. Rob Deere. Rob Deere. Oh, man. You remember Rob Deere? I love that guy. He was a big dude that swung it. (laughs) I think he was 30 years ahead of his time, though. I mean, he would have crafted a career over the last Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if he walked any. That's true. I don't know. On base on here. 72 walks. Well, that's... 179 Ks. Oh, man. Ironically, that that's that's my uh, single season record in uh, Little League. I struck out that many times as well. Still, still a Little League record in our. Uh, in our Is that home right? Home. Most strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish they hadn't put it up on the you know they have a big banner with <laughs> yeah, all the records. Yeah, I wish, yeah. I wish it, it they should have given you that plaque. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Here's another guy whose name we mispronounced: Jerry Roos. Yes, Jerry Roos. Jerry Roos. Jerry Royce. What team is he on there? He's on the White Sox. And Why is he holding a bat? That's what I was going to say. He's swinging a bat. It's an American League pitcher <laughs> yeah. posing with a bat. That's it's pretty fantastic. good. It is good. Also a former that. Red. It's true. A former Red. You know, a lot of like, dudes wind up on the Reds at the tail end of things. Oh, I just hope I get a Dennis Rasmussen. That's what that's what I'm hoping for here, really. there Wasn't he like the second best pitcher on the team the one year he oh, was there? Yeah, I think so, like he was. Wait, like 85 or something? Yeah, rough. All right, I got one for you. All right, let's number tied, <laughs> tied for number one in game-winning RBI with sixteen. Remember that was a stat. Yeah, tied for second in, in uh, home runs. And which league? National. Glenn Davis. Oh, Glenn Davis, first base. He hit thirty-one home runs and only struck out seventy-two times. It's a different time. It was a different it really era. Was I mean, look at the mustache. Oh, very different again with the mustaches. He was a good player. Yep. Now, this is an obscure player. I'm not sure if you ever heard of this guy, but we'll show it anyway. Davey Concepcion. <laughs> this swing looks a lot like Jerry Royce's. <laughs> it does in a lot of ways. Let's, let's compare the two, shall we? <laughs> oh, this is why you need to be on the YouTubes. Look at that. They look exactly the, the same. Exactly Conception? the same. Conception was still playing at that time, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Conception. That is another way. Yeah, Concepcion, long, long career, good shortstop. Dave Concepcion. We'll have to give that one out to a lucky fan who sends me a self-addressed stomped envelope. Stomped envelope. Stomped. Stomped. Envelope. Stomp it yourself. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, do you have any, any other words? Are you done? Is that your pack? I, mean, I, got, I got more packs, but go ahead. I think we're, we've done all we need to do there. I think so. Dave Actually, Martinez. I'm going to open up and see if i got more Von Hayes's. Do that. See if you got more Von Hayes's. i got a Dave Martinez, outfielder for the uh, the Expos. I miss former the Expos. Red. Also former Red. It's true. How about Ray? Don't call me Luis Quinones. Not a former Red. No. But see Ray. Met? Oh, he's a Mariner. He's a Mariner here, but Ray, R-E-Y is how you spell it. The Reds did have a player who spelled his name R-E-Y, right? Ray Olmedo. Ray Olmedo. Oh, man, tub of goo. Rick Russell. <laughs> no, he no, wasn't. no, Terry Forster's a tub no, of goo. No, I know he wasn't the literally David Letterman's uh, tub of goo. But yeah, Rick yeah. 80, what was it, 87 when Russell had a really great stretch run of the Giants, or was that 89? Um, I, I think 89, I think he started in the uh, – in the World Series, the right? All-Star game, maybe, and then yeah, went to the World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like somebody's dad made their way into the major leagues. He did. I shouldn't make fun of him because that's the way I look. I, I you know, I, right? Again, I uh, I feel bad about that. This is we need to censor ourselves. This is bad. We're going to get canceled. Uh, we're making fun of a lot of people. We are. And I, I, I'm in no place to talk. And me either, but yet we are. Yeah. Uh, we got to do. Did you get another Von Hayes? Got a Cal Ripken. Mm. Cal Ripken was good. What did he lead in? Cal Ripken played? played games. Uh, game-winning RBI tied <laughs> with uh, somebody else. I don't know. It's so funny. It was like a, what, a three-year stretch where that was an official MLB statistic. I used to get excited because Dave Parker always did real well. In yeah. It. Dave's great. I open up the newspaper. And, yeah, Parker's third in GWRBI. <laughs> I love it. That stuff was so important. I don't remember this guy, and I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Chris. Jim Jim Whale Wander. All right. Well, really Whale Wander. Wander. Jim Whale Wander was uh I was for some freakish reason a big fan of him. He was on the 87 Tigers when they were making that really good pennant race against the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. When they got Doyle Alexander from the Braves right. for John Smoltz, they broke Tony Fernandez's wrist, all that fun stuff. And there was an article in Sports Illustrated about Jim Whalewander. And he was like some kind of a flake and he like read books and he bought his clothes from the Salvation Army and he wore Doc Martens or something. And uh, I, I still have it in a box over here. Like I cut that article out and was like, this dude's cool. <laughs> I think he was fast. I'm not sure like why he was in the major leagues really. I'm going to send you his card. Thank you. From Illinois. That's a big fan of Jim Whalewander. Okay, so I, I do not remember him at all, and yet you have anecdotes about Jim Wellwander. Yeah, big, big fan of Jim Wellwander. I don't, I'm looking it up. He hit 241 in that year. It's better than I could have done. I had 328 on base, 389 slugging. I mean, he did had some extra base hits, but he had 50 at bats. I don't know what the deal was. He hit four 455 in '88 for Toledo. In well, he was match. only playing. That was only four games. Yeah. Okay. So I could I couldn't hit that for in four games. That's <laughs> fair. Fair point. So uh, I do remember this guy, outfielder for the uh, the Dodgers, John Shelby. T Bone. I don't know what T Bone. I don't know. Is there like a thing called a T Bone Shelby? Shelby. I don't. I have no idea. His nickname should have been Cobra. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. No, uh, Shelby Cobra. You ever watch uh, Ford versus Ferrari? I ha- oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, that sound familiar. oh, man, that's a great movie, by the way. 
Um, I started watching Formula One racing this year. Yeah. I, is there like a learning curve or you just turn it on and you figure it out? Here's what you, you do. You watch around around. <laughs> You watch. They don't go around and around. You well, uh, go around. Yeah. And then around, sort of. Right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, watch the uh, Netflix documentary uh, series Drive right. to Survive. And yep. somebody, somebody said, watch that. You like sports, so you'll like it. And I'm like, Man, I don't care anything about racing. But then I watched Ford versus Ford. I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool movie. And then I said, all right, I'll dive into it. Watched him. I don't binge watch anything. I watched every one of them. I said, well, this past season, I started watching F- Formula One races. And it was actually fun. You pick a team and, you know. So now, yeah. Now, see, you're into the soccer. I am into the soccer, yes. And how did you? How long did it take you to figure out the soccer? Um, well, I've been a pretty big fan of soccer, I think, for this is like the 14th season. I've been watching it for a while. Okay. And so I'm expecting sometime in the next 10 years I will you understand what's going on. I mean, that's how I'm with hockey. Like, I could watch two seasons of hockey and I'd be like, I don't don't know what's going on. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Like, there's like a couple guys who like score goals, and I'm like, oh, that's cool how they like flip the puck around. But like, (laughs) defensemen, I don't know who's good. I don't have any idea. Who are these guys that keep coming on and off the ice? I don't know who these guys are. I mean, Um, I I approached the NFL season last year like I was in a graduate class. (laughs) I was like reading all this material and studying and trying to figure out the hell was going on. And I did enjoy it, but I'm I'm I got a limited capacity and it's shrinking every day. Well, I I got into soccer when I, once I kind of gave up on football, I was like, I don't want to watch this really anymore. Um, And uh, so it took me a while, but pick a team. Same with the racing. Pick a team, pull for them. Don't pick Ferrari is my recommendation if you do watch uh, Formula One. Because they are Ford. like the <laughs> pick Ford. Pick Ford. Don't pick Ferrari. Yes. Last last card, last card of the pack, and then we got a few viewer mail questions. All right. Brady Anderson. Uh, he looks skinny. Look at that skinny young man. He could never hit home runs. I don't never. Think. Would never I happen. No. What's his career high in home runs here? Let's look and see. Eight? Career high in home runs. Uh, he had 11 in the minors. So, yeah, uh, three was his career high in the majors up to this point. So, I'm sure he never hit any home runs. Up, does this dude look like he's getting ready to hit 27 home runs? <laughs> he does not. No. Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. He had that one season, didn't he? Yeah. He had 32 career home runs going into 87, and I think he hit like 26 or 27 that year. Did, did anyone else hit a lot of home runs that year? I don't remember that happening. Joe Kensico, I think, did. Joe's Kansico. Uh, what, what, what did, uh, all right, y- you're the guy who knows politics. Who was the congressman and what did he call Mark McGuire? Was it, <laughs> um, Car- was it Carrie? I, 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 see, I, I don't know this story. I, I do know politics. Oh. I thought I did, but I don't know this story. Well, you know, when they, when they, when Congress hauled all the steroid guys into Congress, right? right. To do like, uh, uh, that wasn't the Senate. Uh, hearings. That wasn't the Senate, right? Or was it? No, I guess it wasn't the Senate. It, be, it had to be in the House if it was an investigative committee. It was, so it was a Congress. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the one guy called it, you know, he was like, I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm not here to talk about the past. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, there was one, of the, one of the congressmen called him like like Mac McGlory or something like that. Like just completely <laughs> oh, ruined his name. It's, it's funny, uh, speaking of politics, Mac McGlory was my uh, uh, favorite character on the West Wing. I mean, really. <laughs> solid character arc there. Uh, you ever watched the West Wing? Heard of it. Yeah, I've watched it two or three times. Oh. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's, 
Sorry, it's Senator Ted Kennedy calling him Sammy Seusser and Mike McGuire. <laughs> well, uh, he was a little Sammy Seussered. Uh, Probably uh, parodied on The Simpsons probably. at 1.2. <laughs> Let's answer some viewer mail questions, Chris, uh, if, you, if, if, if you don't mind. Oh, my goodness. Now, I have to warn everyone uh, that this podcast is likely to end at any moment because someone left their laptop uh, charger at work, and so his laptop's about to go. We won't say which office it is, but his initials are Chad Dotson. Um, and so if it just ends, I could try pulling up my phone and doing it, but no. The, if, I'll if, just if carry my, on by myself. If my laptop goes off, you just go as long as you want. Uh, and the podcast won't get posted tonight because I don't have a laptop. So let's try to rush through these if we can. Um, Do it. First question. These uh, questions, as always, come from our friends at patreon.com slash Riverfront Cincy. Hey, Kyle Kapler. Sorry, just, can I just ask the listeners to do us a favor? You can go in your podcast settings right now. Turn it to double speed. That way we'll finish faster and Chad's laptop battery won't, won't wear out. Sorry. Save my battery. I talk too fast to anyone. You can't you can listen to any podcast on double speed, but you can't listen to this one because I talk too fast. So I gotta stop that. But we're all pros here. Kyle Kapler, what actor will play Nick Crawl when Moneyball 2 is released? What actor will play Nick McLovin? <laughs> McLovin, you think so? Yeah. McLovin's getting to be, you know, probably 30 by now, 35. <laughs> I think he can do it. He, oh. He's he's available. All right, that's that's the answer. Whoever the guy is, I think that's his actual name, McLovin. Um, Brandon Kamick added on to that question. and uh, So who plays Phil in Moneyball 2, and what would the budget be for his hair gel? And here's what I like. I like when our uh, our friends at patreon.com slash riverfront since he asks questions and then also answer them, so I don't have to do any answering. So Kyle answered that question. Playing Phil would be Mark Ruffalo, and the, the budget for his hair gel would be $4.99 with a weekly digital deal from the Kroger app. <laughs> I can't answer better than that. It's very good. You think Ruffalo plays you in the uh, the Riverfront movie? Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Okay. I, don't know, I used oh, to yeah. get that. No, you know who I used to get a lot. Uh, the guy played Rudy. Oh, really? Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Is that the guy? I don't think it, I don't think it holds up anymore. Um. Did it? Did it once hold up though? Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Oh, I used to get one of those, but I'm not going to say who because it's embarrassing now that I don't look like that person any longer. Um, next question. B. Comes, <laughs> the immortal B. Arthur. It was it was B. Arthur. I've said for years that it, when they make the movie of this uh, of this show, I'm going to be played by uh, Melissa McCarthy. That's my goal. She's a delight. She is a delight. Hilarious. Mark Hyden. We should have brought this one in earlier. Mark has his only question. He just wants to know who's in the best shape of their life. B. Arthur. B, hmm, too soon. Too soon? Yeah, B. Arthur is not in the best shape of her life. She may be in the best shape of her death. Fair. Yeah, I don't know. Joey Gaditza, who's going to hit the first long ball at Great American Ballpark this season? Who's the visiting team on opening day? <laughs> oh, that's not funny. That's not nice. The first one is going to be hit by um, Nick Senzel. <laughs> Speak it into existence, Chris Garber. You don't believe that any more than I do. You're not helpful. <laughs> You're just not helpful. Seth Shaner, what three current or former Reds players or managers would you like to enjoy a meal with? Mine would have to be Joey Votto, Eric Davis, and Sparky Anderson. So current or former Reds good. players, 
to enjoy a meal with. Those are good. To me, there's only one answer for the first one here. Dusty Baker has to be in that list, right? Yeah, I think I take uh, send, send Eric uh, back out, and I might keep the other two. Joey and Sparky, and would you bring in Dusty, or is there someone else? Um, no, well, Dusty, yeah, I think that, that's a great call. Dusty Votto, and uh, who's the guy that tried to kidnap the Kaiser? Uh, Lee McPhail. <laughs> yes, Lee McPhail. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that story. Fantastic. I don't know if that made it into our book or not, but it's, uh, who knows? We had so many dumb anecdotes that we just couldn't fit in. Lee McPhail's but... dad is anyway. Oh, there we go. Go go Google that one or look at our book. It may be in there. You read the whole thing and let us know what's in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Larry McPhail. That's who it is. <laughs> okay, there we go. Rich Thompson. <laughs> Oh, man. Since fitness and nutrition is essential for top-performing athletes, <coughs> stock us. Do you think that the current generation of Reds players would be open to bringing back the 1972 to 1990 circa form-fitting uniforms that encouraged sveltness versus today's more loose-fitting, girth-friendly uniforms? We Literally, Rich brought the term girth-friendly uniforms to the show. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate um, that. Are, are they loose these days? I don't know. I, I was thinking like, you know, with the basketball shorts going back to the uh, prefab five lengths, I would expect baseball uniforms to they're they're pretty snug these days. I was watching a college game last night and they were looked like they're wearing leggings out there. You know, going back to uh, soccer that we mentioned a moment ago, uh, you got clips from a while back. That just they got all these, uh, you know, baggy umbro uniforms and uh but today's some of those teams like they they get it, order them two sizes too small. Everybody like showing off their physique. So I think most players, I'm not sure the Graham Ashcrafts would care for the uh, you know the pajama style, uh, the hefty boys that Nate always likes to talk about. I'm not sure they would approve of that. But sure, bring it back. I, what was actually, the fellow's you know, name? Who was the fellow that used to be on the Reds? It was all uh, lifty weights. Lorenzen. Okay. Michael Lorenzen. Oh, he'd love it. He was all lifty weights. Now that you mention it. I thought you were going to mention uh, Cal Pickering. 34 years old. Can you believe that? Really? I could be lying. You probably are. You don't have enough, you don't have time to check. I do not. Rex Scott. No question. But wait, no question. But I do Good have more. a rant. <laughs> I grew up in southern Ohio, but have lived in southern Arizona for 31 years. When I got here, there was spring training where I live in Tucson and even in Yuma. Took a train there once. I think I left at 310. Now, if you want to see any of the games, you have to go to Phoenix. Well, Alpha in Yuma. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you have to go to Phoenix or one of its suburbs like Goodyear where the Reds are. MLB got tired of paying for buses, I guess. But for those of us who live outside of Maricopa County, it's another reason to resent them. They have more than half our population. They run state government. Flights are cheaper at their airport. And you also have to go up there to see most big-name concerts. Somehow we got into a an Arizona rant here. Rex. I don't know what kind of podcast <laughs> you think you're on, Rex. <laughs> oh, man, you think you joined the family? You can just rant about local politics. and um, <laughs> I tell you about this zoning hearing the other night. <laughs> well, it, it, it comes to a crescendo. Rex is using this as an opportunity to poke at me because he finishes by saying, that reminds me to let Chad know that I scored Springsteen tickets earlier this week. He'll be in Phoenix later this year. So I hope, I hope you catch him at a local school board hearing. In Phoenix, I, I I have no sympathy for Rex and his his cohorts out there since I got a uh, speeding ticket in Yuma once. Oh, no. undeserved. Were you going three ten? I was going eighty five, but it wasn't Ooh. deserved. 
Yeah, really. Come on. Oh, Rex. Dwight Kelly, has there been any news this week regarding TV broadcasts? What's the latest? Oh, I have this one. Okay, this is all yours. Yeah, um, it's called uh, Poker Face on Peacock. It's really good if you're a fan of uh, procedural mysteries like Columbo or Rockford Files. You really enjoy it. Uh, they come out once a week, so you don't have to binge them all. It's on Peacock, Poker Face. Brought yes, to you by Ryan uh, Johnson, director Ryan of, Johnson. of uh, The Glass Onion. Yeah, and uh, one of the uh, Star Wars movies. Um, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, and it also stars, uh, I can't remember her name now. but uh, really girl from that like show. Her. Yeah, you'll know her when you see her. She's good. So I've been wanting to watch that. I've been watching really The good. Last of Us. The Last oh. of Us is what I've been watching. It's pretty okay. good. No complaints. The last couple of episodes are very strong. It keeps that's not one of the Atari games, right? Yeah, it was on the Atari. It was on the Atari. No, that's, that was Miss, Missile Command. That's coming out next year. Missile Command. <laughs> very few of you got that. That uh, that, that one's for, for me and Chris. Uh, last question comes from Hooper Powell. Hooper says, the big, NCAA, <laughs> the big NCAA round ball tournament is around the corner, starting with Amir Garrett. Who's the next X or current red in the starting five, I guess, for the for the Reds? X or current res in the starting five, including uh, Amir Garrett. So I guess presume we're making a ba- basketball team now. So so Justin Dunn, brother of UVA basketball players, on the team. Smart, but he's on the bench because his shoulder's hurting. Uh, um, that, that's I, I got uh, Tim Burtzis, uh, Tim former uh, left hand pitcher, six foot seven. How's he sound? Came over in the uh, trade where the Reds sent uh, Dave Parker to the A's. Jose, and, uh, Rio. Jose Rio, Jose Rio, as yep. well. Tim Burtzis. Um and, and Burtzis is also traded for Ricky Henderson with Jose Rio the first time. Oh wow, that's true. Yeah, to the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. Or from the East. I don't know. Whatever. Hal Morris. I don't know what I'm saying here. I'm just th- throwing out names. Um, Joe Oliver. Uh, who else is on this basketball team? Bobby Tolan. Oh, <laughs> no, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Go look that one up. Bobby Tolan uh, on the Reds. How about Barry Larkin? Uh, Barry Larkin. Yeah, that's a one. I he's bet got he's a brother a and a kid who are pretty good basketball players. Yeah, yeah. Brother played for uh, X Xavier. He's getting under people's skin there. X Xavier. You know, yeah, supposedly pretty in, good. His son was an ACC player, right? Oh, yeah. Played for Miami. Played for Miami, yeah. Um, They say Joey Votto was a pretty good little basketball player. Do you believe this? Is that true? Yeah. He used to I say uh, I would believe anything about Joe. He used to say he whenever he uh retired, he was going to uh you know go to college because he never went to college and uh walk on some some Canadian <laughs> college basketball team. Like uh uh what's his face? Um the guy that called exactly. the timeout for the Cavs. The guy that called the timeout for the Smith. Cavs. J.R. Smith, that's right. He's on he's playing college golf now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I, I, you can tell me Votto is going to be is like secretly got a pilot's license, been flying for for TWA, and I'd believe it. I'd believe anything. That that's a question. Is there any story about Joey Votto that is so outrageous that you wouldn't believe, at least think for a moment and be like, eh, that could be true? I don't think there is. No, he's been secretly writing like advice columns for. Vice.com, I'd believe it. Like there's literally nothing you could tell me I wouldn't believe. Oh, we need to spend a, a full hour sometime just talking about just saying and outlandish things about Joey Votto and pretending like they're true. Um, 
Chris, we made it almost to an hour. And my, my laptop's still still here, so I hope I have some juice to get it posted. It. But if not, set um, your uh, set your player back to one x speed. That's right. You can do that. Save some of uh, battery. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Go Reds. Go. Go Reds. Uh, at Riverfront Sensi, I'm not saying all the rest of that stuff because I just don't know if this is going to survive long enough for me to post this podcast. I'm sorry. This is the least professional show. I will say some exciting news coming up in the uh, next couple of weeks. I hear from the Riverfront, so stay tuned for Chris Garber and uh, Byron Larkin. I don't know. This is Chad Dawson saying so long, everyone. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.